0: Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to the Manifesting Money podcast. My name is Anita Aguilar. I am your host, as well as a money mindset coach, a manifesting expert, and so are you, and I'm going to show you how, and the CEO of a multi million dollar company, Teaching Manifestation. This podcast's purpose is to bring massive consciousness around the world of money manifestation. And we want to share our stories to truly help you understand that money is just energy, it's an unlimited resource that you can tap into at any given point in time. The way that you feel about money is how it shows up for you. So if you have the limiting belief that you have to work super hard for money, This podcast is for you. I'm going to be sharing the things that I personally learned the hard way, but I'm also going to be sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and stories of those who've truly healed their relationships with money and have mastered attracting abundance. Now, without further ado, let's get right to it. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Manifesting Money Podcast. I am super happy and grateful that you are tuning in today because you are in for a treat. I feel like I say that every single episode, but ooh, this podcast is so juicy and I'm very grateful for each and every one of you who are tuning in and listening today. So with that being said, if you are a new listener, welcome, welcome, welcome to the community, to the club, to our movement of really changing the way the world views money. And if you are a long-term listener, welcome back again, each and every one of you. It helps us so much when you leave a review on the podcast And also subscribe to the YouTube channel. So we are getting so much much more videos, so much more content. And we're just so grateful that we get to share this mission with each and every one of you. So we usually start our podcast out with just one testimony. Because we get so many testimonies on a daily basis that I want to make sure that we're sharing these stories. And then we'll get into our introduction of who our guest is. So this testimony is from our Facebook group. If you're not in our Facebook group, I highly recommend that you join. somebody said, I didn't know this was for everybody. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, it's for anybody, podcast listeners. If you have your testimonies, you have questions, or you maybe you want to follow up with some of the things that we're talking about on here, um, you can join this Facebook group down below. But this testimony, again, is from Stephanie Lynn. Hello, Stephanie. It reads, yesterday I bought myself a pair of sneakers, which was something I didn't really need at the moment, but I wanted them. So I bought them. Because I work hard and I've been practicing living in abundance rather than living in lack and fear when it comes to money. So I said to myself, it's okay that I spent this $80 on these sneakers. She gave herself permission and forgave herself for the, having that guilt and shame. And she's, uh, she affirmed, I have the money and I will make it back tonight in tips at work. Sure enough, what did I make in tips last night? $80 to be exact. (laughs) money is a constant flow of energy and is always accessible to me so awesome testimony thank you Stephanie for sharing and this just goes to show that you doing this work means so much I can't say it enough guys you've invested the time and energy into this podcast today the things you're gonna hear uh the inspiration that you're probably gonna feel and whatever action comes to you intuitive action that you're like wow that makes me want to do X, Y, and Z, start my business, quit my job, whatever it is that's coming up for you. It's coming up for a reason. Okay. And we're here to support you. And we really want to help you get to that next level. So if you have any questions, again, you can join our Facebook group, but we always highly recommend that you uh, follow us on Instagram and message us privately. We like to really take the time with those messages and read them. Even if we don't read them all at once, I promise we will get to them. So thank you for your patience and uh, asking those questions. Again, I have so much gratitude for not only having Angela on the podcast, for her sharing her story, for her stepping into her power, but I also really love to share the background and backstories of how we met. So Angela is actually somebody who I met in my apartment complex, and if you haven't already heard that episode about manifesting your dream home or space, I highly recommend it because one of the things that comes to the surface in this story is what happens after You get with what it is that you're manifesting. What happens after you manifest the home? What happens after you manifest the money or the business X, Y, and Z? And it's unconscious guilt. It comes to the surface and it's so beautiful that she brought this up in the podcast episode as well because living in this apartment complex I felt the same way I felt like oh my gosh I don't belong here oh my gosh everybody here is more educated they dress different than me like there are so many things that came to the surface once I lived here and it took me some time to just realize that I belong that I deserve this, and that we're operating at the same frequency. And once I really opened up my mind to that perception and really allowed myself to receive all the things that I manifested, I started to meet people like Angela, beautiful soul in the complex, and just hear their stories and hear their perceptions of money. And believe it or not, guys, the type of people that live in this environment They have certain subconscious beliefs about money. And I just love connecting with people like Angela herself. And I'm so grateful that we get to share her story, how she not only worked for the great Tony Robbins, but also really, even then decided to follow her own path of least resistance and pull away from a job that most people would kill for and follow what felt good to her. So she has some amazing insights for you when it comes to not only running a million dollar business, but also just truly feeling worthy for all the things that you are receiving when it comes to money and breaking generational curses and knowing that everything that you are manifesting comes within you and tapping into that emotion and your internal world is just a reflection of your external world. So again, I'm so excited for you guys to tune into this episode. And without further ado, let's get right to it. Hi friends. Welcome back to the Manifesting Money Podcast. I am super happy and grateful that you are tuning in today and you are here for a treat. So I'm really excited for my beautiful
1: guest today, Angela, Hello. who goes by Angie. Yes. How do you pronounce your last name? Actually, um, I went through a transformation, <gasps> so I like to be called Angela. Oh, so, my god! Yeah. Okay. We gonna- can talk about that, too. We can talk about anything you like, Miss Anita. Ooh, yeah. We're definitely going
0: to break <laughs> that down because I've heard of this same speci- like specific scenario, mm. too. So I'm really excited that you brought that up to the surface. Okay. Angela is a transformation and business coach. She's the CEO founder of the Destiny Lab. She's a motivational speaker and teaches business owners how to scale their business in just four simple steps within 12 weeks. Today, we get to hear her story of how she went from working with the great Tony Robbins and now shifted her identity to start her own business and uh, coaching and consulting. So I'm really excited to hear all of the different shifts that you've had with your yes, business yes.
1: amazing. And thank you for the intro. Yeah, isn't it weird hearing your own introduction? <laughs> it is. It is. It, but it's just um, it's a humbling reminder of how far I've come. So thank you. Yay, so good. <laughs> Where did you originally grow up? Born and raised, Columbus, Ohio. Wow. Yes, oh Midwest gosh. girl. <laughs> See,
0: that's a, okay. If anybody is from Columbus, Ohio, make sure you screenshot this and send it uh, to us on
1: Instagram. Yes, and do the O-H-I-O. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> you there.
0: know what I'm talking about. What's your, what's your area code there?
1: 614, baby. 614. Yes. <laughs>
0: Everybody's like hooting and hollering. <laughs> but uh, so my second question for you is what is your favorite book?
1: Oh my gosh, there are so many, so, so many. Um, I think at the moment, mm. at the moment in time, my favorite book is Becoming Supernatural. Oh, that's what I'm reading yeah. right now. Get out of here. That's what I'm listening oh to. Oh my gosh, uh, Dr. Joe, by Dr. Joe Dispenza, mm. and it is, it's a game changer. It's mm. an absolute game changer, so highly recommend it.
0: Wow, did you read it or listen to it?
1: Audible. I love Audible, yes.
0: (gasps) Me too. I mean, I'm listening to it, and even that, it's like the reader is kind of monotone, so it's like I really have to pay attention to all the things. (laughs) But I really want the book because I'm also a visual person, and he has a lot of really good visuals.
1: He references a lot of visuals. So Mm. what I had to do is I listened to the Audible, Mm -hmm. and then I did have to get the book from Barnes & Nobles and, like, look at the figures because he talks about, you know, um, he references a lot of um, visuals and things like that, and it does help. So, yes, totally recommend it. Yeah, so good.
0: <laughs> awesome. So what is, third rapid
1: fire question, what is your favorite book? Um, Favorite book, aside from Becoming Supernatural, which oh, is... Oh, sorry, we just said that one. Yes. <laughs> um, who is your first mentor? Sorry. Oh, my first mentor. You know, truly, I believe my first mentor like physical, in-person, because there's so many definitions of mentor. You can have a mentor. um, You can follow motivational speakers. Mm -hmm. You know, you can follow authors. But my first, like, real mentor um, was my managing director for the first agency that I worked with. She was a powerful woman. Um, She ran her own company, and i think she planted the seed within me mm. that um that even women can be very powerful directors and ceos mm. and run their own company and um and i and i was young in my career like my early 20s so having that normalized for me at a very young age in my career i think really set the stage for success
2: mm.
0: wow so
1: yes that's so interesting
0: because I love breaking this down. Because again, like what, like you said, with social media, mm-hmm. and then also with somebody in your physical reality. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, people think that you know the mentor is maybe a coach or a mentor, or coach. Or, but a lot of times in life, it's someone who's just really setting an example in their own life,
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: just pouring that knowledge into the people who are open and receptive. And like, I don't know about you, in my twenties or my early twenties. I mean, I'm still in my twenties right
1: now, but I'm also like i was so stubborn Mm -hmm. so stubborn so stuck in our ego Mm. wanting to climb the corporate ladder Mm -hmm. um still defining who you are but thinking you know everything and the older i get the more i know that the less i know and i've learned to be very okay with the gray Mm. i think the quicker we embrace that we don't know everything the more that the universe can fill us with knowledge mm. and fill us with things that we are unaware of. Mm. But to say we know everything is pure ego and I was definitely like that in my in my younger early careers. I wanted to climb the corporate ladder. I felt like I was better than everyone. Mm. I was better than my teammates and it it was exhausting and I had to really reevaluate like what my values were. Mm. We can talk more about that later. Yeah.
0: I'd <laughs> love to bring you back up to the Yeah, so I,
1: I only have one more rapid
0: fire okay. question for you. And it is, um, what is the first
1: time you invested into yourself and how much was it? Oh, this is great because I talk <laughs> about this um, in my book. Mm. Okay. So um, the first time I truly invested in myself, like really took a chance on myself, was getting the LLC for my company. Mm. So if you live in California and you get an LLC, you know that the registration fee is $800. Mm. And before I started my business, obviously I had to get the LLC um, to officially become a business. I had never spent that much money mm. on myself. I had never given myself permission mm. to spend that much money. And I had to do some subconscious, some subconscious work. I actually had to ask myself Angela, what are you scared of? Like, you know, do you not feel worthy? And that's exactly what it is. I did not feel worthy. Mm. And and I know we're going to unpack that, but you have to feel worthy of your dreams and Mm. your destiny. And I had to sit down and talk to myself and be like, Angela, you are worth an $800 license. You Mm. are worth an LLC, Mm. not a sole proprietorship. And everyone will tell you this or that. Everyone has their advice. My recommendation is, You want to go big you have to prepare big Mm -hmm. big companies will not work with you if you are a sole proprietorship or a freelancer small business entrepreneur you've got to prepare your licenses and your contracts for Mm -hmm. greatness as well Mm -hmm. so that I spent the $800 and the sum in the extra few hundred dollars for legal prep um, to get that prepared and that was me That was a testimony to myself that I am worth it. And now I spend thousands and thousands of dollars on whatever I need to do. Administration, legal, business, bookkeeping, blah, blah, blah. So more money, more problems. But that was the first time I really invested in myself. And I was like, I'm worth it. Mm. And I am so glad I took the chance. Mm. So, so happy I took the chance on myself. Mm. It was the most rewarding risk I ever took oh yeah and you think and and looking back on it it was such a small step to the journey that i'm on now but it needed to be i needed to take that step Mm.
0: yeah oh that's so good i love what you just said right now this is taking that small step and i I, i'll never forget the day when somebody told me anita there's no big break Mm. i literally wanted to cry when they told me that because Mm. i just i knew everything was going to happen like that and I thought this one thing is going to change everything right mm-hmm. and then when I realized that and I just really enjoyed the process and like you know maybe booking a call with somebody or booking an interview mm-hmm. I was like yeah I'm winning and then things really did start to change really fast it was like but it was all of the little things to compound like of the believing in yourself and the action that really took up to it so it sounds like that was a huge pivotal point for you.
1: Yes. I mean, when you think about the journey, whatever you visualize or want in your life, and I I know for this audience about starting their own business, Mm. um, you have to give yourself permission to dream big. Mm. Okay. And when people dream big, they get scared of their own dreams because it's so overwhelming. How could I even get there? It just seems like I'm here and the mountain is all the way up there and Mm. I'll never reach my goals. Here's the thing whatever journey we take it is starts with the first step. So I tell myself and as an entrepreneur, you could be doing a million things a day, right? Like the list will never end. So I tell myself, what are three things I want to accomplish? Mm -hmm. And in those three things, what is one thing that is going to get me closer to my destiny? Mm -hmm. I do those three things. And in that three, there's gotta be one that gets me closer to moving my company forward. And then that's it. Mm. And that, is a, that is a day well done. Mm. And um, so exactly like we were saying, it literally just takes one step at a time. Mm. And we have to fall in love with the process of who we are becoming. Mm. Do you think people ever feel guilty for dreaming big? Yes. Oh, yeah. There's guilt. There's shame. They feel like they're not... They don't deserve it. Why them mm. when everyone is busting their ass out there and they're working hard? Mm. Why me? Why do I deserve my dreams? Everyone, everyone deserves to live the life of their dreams. Mm. Everyone, and there is plenty in the universe, there is plenty of resources. Mm. We just have to be open to the possibilities. Mm. And so, even when I first started, I just thought. You know, why Why would God, why would the universe bless me? You know, I've already, I'm already a director in corporate America. Um, you know, I was making six figures. I was already good, and I was like, why would I be greedy? Like, why would I want a bigger business? Mm-hmm. Why would I want this? And. It didn't become about the money it became about fulfillment Mm. my career in corporate America was not fulfilling me and I wanted to start my own business so that I could do things that I was passionate about and make a lot of money doing it and I don't believe that it is selfish I think it is thinking about how you can contribute your gift Mm. to society I have a gift I was born and meant to be a coach Mm. I was born and meant to be a leader, Mm. and that has manifested into being the CEO of my own company and being Mm. a life and business coach. And I had to own that I had a gift that society needed, that I needed to contribute my gifts to. So understanding that mindset will fuel you with passion and fire fueled me with passion and fire I was like I'm on a mission and like I need people to see me and I need to see people I need to help Mm. and what I'm doing now is not fulfilling and Mm. it's not helping anyone Mm. it's just churning money and it's a day-to-day thing and um just rewiring my mindset for um saying that I have a gift and I will make money doing this gift so, you know, this podcast is called Manifesting Money, um, which is wonderful, but I, the message I want to make sure that people understand is that, you know, there's this really great quote from um, a motivational speaker, I forgot his name, oh, Le- Le's, Les Brown, and it's, um, money won't buy you happiness, but everyone wants to find out for themselves, mm. right? So, on our journey to getting the financial resource and abundance that we mm. want, the, the quickest and best way is through the soul.
0: Mm. And what I
1: mean by that is we have to follow our passions mm. because you're going to need that passion when things get hard. Mm. And if you just follow the money, you will fall short. Mm. Because it's the process, right? Yeah. And what is going to fuel you through the process? Mm. Passion, Mm. desire, but getting excited about where you're going. Mm. And that's tuning into your gifts, understanding your values, understanding what you're giving to the world, Mm. because that taps into your humanity Mm. and you can be profitable and contribute to society. Like, that's what I truly believe
2: ah uh, so yeah.
1: good. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> there's so you. many things i just want to break down but <laughs> i'd love to just hear more i just
0: love hearing again your perception and the vibration in which you speak is so like you can tell it's true
1: yeah and i thank just thank you
0: yeah i love that and i just i'm so grateful we were just talking about this on the way here. So I, like the quality the conversations that i get to have on a daily <laughs> basis is un- insane and i'm
1: so grateful yes yeah, it, because we are doing our work yeah always doing our work I, I'm grateful that we live in a generation mm. where it is starting to become a priority to work on our emotional health mm. and wellness. I have compassion and I pray over the, the previous generations mm. that worked so hard to define where we are today, mm. that we can live in a society in America that this generation can say, hey, our internal happiness,
2: mm.
1: you know, there's, there's a lot of reward in our emotional and mental health. Mm. So thank you. Thank you for putting this podcast. Thank you for having me here. Mm. Like, we got to get the word out. Yeah. Yeah. We're changing the world. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought
0: awareness to that, too, because yes. it is huge. Mm-hmm. And it is becoming, like, brought to the surface more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And you, hear, you see a lot of children teaching their parents now. Mm. And mm-hmm. it's like it's so powerful, but it's also like we're really shifting that. So
1: you're right, shifting that consciousness. Is, mm. um, I I grew up with immigrant parents, mm. parents that my stepdad and my mother combined made less than thirty thousand dollars a year. Mm. So I grew up in poverty, mm. and the mindset. The behaviors, the oppression, mm. um, growing up in that kind of environment is um, it can be debilitating for a youth. Mm. So, what I've learned along the way and how I was able to get out of that state is, I do thank my parents because they really pushed. They weren't even aware. Okay, mm. my parents both have. No more than a middle school education. Wow. But they were aware of the power of education. Mm. And it just starts there. And they always pushed my brother and I to be good in school, to be good in school. And there was no rhyme or reason to it, but we just had to be good in school. And what that does when that is like your only outlet Mm. versus like drugs or prostitution or, you know, working minimum wage jobs where the opportunities that were available at that class level was going to school. Mm. And being good in school has taught me that if I didn't know something, I could learn something. Mm. And that is the skill that keeps rewarding me mm. in this lifetime. If I don't know something, I will read a book on it. I will go to the library. Well, when I was young, I would go to the library, I would get resources, and it gave me a space Mm. School and the library, or like these, uh, these educational systems, gave me a space to dream. Mm. You know, when my reality was so different, and in that space, before I started manifesting or knew the under, understood like the law of attraction mm. and how to manifest, I was creating a very valuable skill, which is there. There is a life beyond the life I see now. Mm. And I just have to read into it Mm. and I just have to stay the course and it won't always be like this. And so I think God has blessed me with a path. Um, I didn't understand why I was put in such poor situations when I was a child Mm. and and why people had got so many better opportunities. And, um, but I, I understand now, which is God built me and gave me this path to give me an invaluable skill that is rewarding me over and over again because I never knew how to get from corporate to starting my own job mm. but I learned how I didn't know how to get to my first six figure um six figure revenue but I learned how I didn't know how to get to half a million but I took courses mm. I got into an organization I found a, me- a mentor and we took the company to a million
2: mm-hmm.
1: and now we are fast approaching five million mm-hmm. and I'm not stopping mm-hmm. my vision is to become a 50 million dollar company but this is I am a testament like I am no one special like I really don't I'm not a know-it-all I'm a learn-it-all and for me um, I just know that anything is truly possible anything is possible if you're willing and open to educate yourself about it. So that's why I'm going on this rampage and I'm really advocating for people to, I even part of my mission statement is, we educate and empower people. Mm. Because within that, and not just education, like systemic education, but um, being willing to fill the mind with something that you're not aware of. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, for example, um, I took the company to a million dollars. I am no one special. That's a pretty cool achievement. Now we're heading towards. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And now we're heading towards um, building a roadmap to 10 million. Mm. I don't know how I'm going to get there, Mm. but I have mentors. Mm. I have resources. I have a confidence in myself Mm. that i will figure it out Mm. and i think that is essential to manifesting anything Mm. is knowing that you will figure it out count on me to find a way Mm. sometimes the universe just needs a little bit of your faith in the process Mm. to trust the process oh so good. <laughs> thank you I one thing I,
0: I consciously wanted to bring to the surface was i i noticed that you could use god and universe interchangeably
1: i do mm-hmm. i do too yeah i got
0: chills when i said that <laughs> and i think that took a lot for me um personally mm-hmm. to be open yeah i'm very mm-hmm. curious like what what was what were the beliefs in your household growing up and when mm-hmm. and where you started to become we're conscious of love, attraction, manifestation, God, universe, all the different. Yes.
1: Difference. Okay. So I will say that. Um, okay, th- there's like so much in that question, but yeah. I'll try to unpack it. Okay, so for me, um, I use God and universe interchangeably because um, God is the um, the term that I use growing up, mm. so it feels familiar. Mm. It feels familiar to me. I grew up in a Southern Baptist Christian household. Mm. And universe is more of the modern spiritual context. But Mm. to me, it feels the same. Mm. You know, it's um, it's a it's an entendre, you know, like to me, they are interchangeable. So I I grew up very traditional Southern Baptist Christian, um, grew up in the church Mm. and um, was taught um, a lot of the. Was taught of a more traditional traditional christian upbringing mm. i don't so that was that was beautiful in the sense that it gave me structure and i i know people are like i'm not into organized religion because you know we're we're in a modern day context mm. and we're learning a lot of the the old ways are, are not applicable in modern mm. day society. But what I do give credit to religion is that for people who are looking for a way mm. for thousands of years, here are here is a book, here is a way of life mm-hmm. that will give you peace. And with peace, with centering, with calmness comes a space where you can transform Mm. you cannot transform without that space that safe space Mm. or else you'll be transformed in chaos wow and so i give and i know this because i grew up in a family with a lot of addiction Mm. and uh, for people who um have an addiction or are a loved one of an addiction what Um, if you've been to the anonymous meetings, there's a 12 step program. So Mm. alcoholics, alcoholics, anonymous, gambaholics, I mean, you name it, I've been there as one of the codependents or the dependents. And, um, in the 12 steps, um, the first and second step is admitting your powerlessness. Wow. And the second step is saying that only God can help. Mm. So here are people who are down, down, Mm. down in the dumps. They are. Almost on the verge of suicide, just mm-hmm. so enmeshed in their addiction, mm. that the only way is through God. Mm. I mean that says something yeah. you know that only God can change me so with that said, religion does help people mm. now i I use the, to, I say the universe because for me, um, in today's society, maybe God has a very um, encapsulated definition and universe just feels it just sounds like exactly how i feel about god Mm. so i use it in does that make sense yeah right okay so i say god because it's nostalgic it feels like home to me and Mm. i say universe when i'm like my heart is exploding and my soul (laughs) is on fire and everything is love and i can see like all the colors just feel wonderful Mm. so to me it, it, it is all the same um. Okay, now with that said, you asked, how did I get into manif- manifesting and the law of attraction? Yeah, I'm just, I'm very curious of like,
0: those were even on the same like wavelength or, or was it more?
1: You know what? Because we're so in that world, mm. you, you would be surprised. Wow. That there's a whole world out there of people who don't believe in attraction, who yeah. don't believe in manifesting. And... I have compassion, like, mm. and so. Um, okay, so this is how it started. I'll, I'll give you the highlights. So, twenty-two years old, um, looking for a job post college, mm. took a job in Evansville, Indiana, as a department store manager for JC Penney. Make Woo! a <laughs> JC shout out to JC Penney. Um, <laughs> but not my dream job. Okay. (laughs) Not my dream job. I was making $25,000 a year. Mm -hmm. So I, um, which was a lot of money for someone out of college, but you know, like it was like, I was in the country, you know, and I'm Asian, like being the only Asian in Evansville, Indiana, where it's like, super podunk and country. I was like, Oh my God, what am I doing here? So I hated my job needless Mm. to say. And I was not built to be a retail store manager. Some people, I was just not meant to be doing Mm. that. And, um, I, and, um, I, I started drinking a lot. I drink Mm. like a bottle of wine every night just to get through the day. Mm. And, um, my director, Saw how miserable I was, and um, and how poorly I was performing, and she let me go. Wow! And so I was fired. So here I am in Indiana, living by myself. First job out of college, fired. Um, and I was definitely an overachiever, and all just all the shame, guilt, mm. nowhere to go. And so, um. I, and I couldn't even tell my mom. I was so embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I didn't survive that job for more than six months. Um, There was... So I was on Netflix, just watching a movie, drinking my life away. And then um, The Secret mm-hmm. was on Netflix. Yeah. So I watched it. And it was a little bit of the hope that I needed Mm. because I was in a place looking for hope, you know, and, and there's nothing to be ashamed of that because when you start looking for hope, Mm. there is a willingness to change. Mm. So I was in the right state for transformation. Watch the secret blew my mind. First time I ever made a vision board. Mm. So little 22 year old Angie just asked herself, what is the biggest dream that 22-year-old Angie could dream of? So she put like, she wanted a six-figure job in marketing and she wanted a nice car. She wanted to do yoga. Mm. She wanted to go to Dubai. She just wanted a fabulous life because she was like, you know, living in the middle of nowhere and just like, she just wanted this super fabulous. So she, I made this vision board Mm. and I kid you not, I looked at it recently, two years ago. My mom is so cute. She actually has my first vision board in her closet. Yeah. I was like, mom, where'd you find this? She's like, oh, I found it under your bed. She's like, I just like looking at it. It's so cute. I was like, thanks, mom. Everything on that vision board came true. Wow. I got my six-figure job. I was a marketing director. I lived in Dubai, London, san francisco like i traveled everywhere for work i was doing yoga. Know, i was definitely into my fitness i was i lost 30 pounds Wow! and looking back on it i was like you know i wasn't like looking at that vision board every single day like trying to manifest i had a vision mm. i held it in my mind i let it go mm-hmm. and i leaned into it mm. and then six years later and then it made me laugh because i was like it's so funny because that's the biggest dream I could have. Now mm. I think in millions. Mm. Like I I consider million dollar contracts and like I it's so funny because even your even your will or your permission to dream changes, you know. Mm. The permission to dream is a skill. Mm. Just now so 22-year-old wishing for a six-figure job, like 27-year-old like wishing to work as a life coach becoming a life coach now and wanting a million dollar business having a million dollar business now wishing for a 50 million dollar business the goal the vision always changes Mm. the vision always changes the giving yourself permission to dream is a muscle Mm. like it's a muscle and it's only going to benefit you and society when you allow yourself to dream because what fuels that dream with the when the muscle gets bigger is now you're adding how do you want to contribute what do you want to give back Mm. how do you want to take care of your family you know so like the the vision doesn't just become about money it becomes what are you gonna do with money as a resource what are you gonna do with that resource you know and how will it feel you how will it feel society and your company and the, the people you love so, um, yeah, so I got into the Law of Attraction at 22. It has not failed me since. And um, I, the, the biggest thing is really holding the vision and letting it go and mm-hmm. just leaning into it mm-hmm. because you've already done the hard part, which is, like, believing it. Wow. Believing it is the hardest part. That is a hard. <laughs> part. That is hard. Yes, part. because you will settle for what you can see, mm. but only the universe knows the possibilities. Mm. So this is the craziest thing. I, I want to tell you one my, yeah. my favorite manifesting story. So when I first started my business, mm. um, I just said, and I always ask myself, what is what is the biggest dream I could dream right now. And so, and it it's a test, right? It's testing mm-hmm. your dreaming muscle as well. so mm-hmm. when I first started my business, I said, the biggest dream I could dream is if I had a retainer, a monthly retainer from a client for twenty five thousand whoa I'd be <laughs> I'd be a big shot right? <laughs> like <a> perfect word <laughs> I, yeah, I'm like, this would be so much money like. I would be just so grateful and it would be amazing. So Mm. um, I took a sticky note. I put $25,000 a month retainer, put it on my vision board, let it go. I kid you not, Mm. three weeks into starting my LLC, Mm. okay, just like calling up my network, letting people know shop is open, like, you know, da, da, da. Um, an old client from the past calls me, someone from my past network calls me and Mm. says, Oh, I heard you opened up a business. Like, let's talk. Um, he's like, you know, we were working with a bigger agency, Mm. but, um, we weren't happy with their services. Um, and I've worked with you in the past, love working with you. Would you like this contract? And I was like, well, let's talk about it. You know, what is, how much is it? Well, he told me the service what he, what he was needing. He's like, mm. "How much is that?" It's like, "He was like twenty five thousand dollars."
2: <laughs> I kid you not.
1: There are just moments of grace, and you, and so the hardest part is to believe. The second hardest part is to receive. Mm. But I was like, "I'm ready for this." I and I just like couldn't believe it, mm. and so. I, there are moments in my life I know is a testimony, is a testimony to manifesting. You have to make the intention. You have to ask for it. Mm. And so I got into my safe little space and I said, what is the biggest dream? And At the, at the time it was 25,000. And so, so and, no, and now I'm, I'm all bad and bougie and I'm thinking in millions and blah, blah, blah. But just give yourself permission to dream dream big because Mm. when you give yourself permission to dream, you give permission to the universe to start creating space for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The mind, the thought is the intention. That's the space. It it only holds space in your mind. But when you start speaking it, you start doing things and you start looking up stuff on how to, you're creating more space for it. Mm. We're creating more space for that, that thing, that thing we want to arrive. If you want to manifest a relationship, you got to look at your space in your house. Mm. Are you ready to receive a relationship? Where what, does he have space? in does he or she have space in your closet? You know, like, mm. do you are are, are you, you built for partnership? Yeah, yeah. Two, two, two end tables. Exactly. I heard that one before. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, I, I really believe in like leaning into the life that you want. Like, mm-hmm. who are you becoming, and starting to create space for it now in the reality but it starts with the intention Mm. yeah intention yes the power of intention Intention. that's yes
0: that's a book that i've been wanting to read too and that you talked about that i wanted to bring back up to the surface um and it was again just really talking about that knowing Mm. uh, and what felt safe for you when you're talking about the interchangeable between god and universe yes and i really aligned with that because And having that safe space. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very, like, something I just wanted to, again, bring back to the surface because I think a lot of people are in that shift right now. Mm -hmm. Um, It was actually one of the main reasons why I didn't want to start this podcast because I was so scared Mm. of being judged. And I was so scared of what are people going to think of me if I start talking about manifestation and it's woo-woo, it's crazy, law of attraction. Like, Mm. and, again, I just feel like these stories mm. and you believing that also gives people permission. So I just yeah. personally wanted to thank you for that and sharing your, your story about that on the podcast because there are so many people who are going through that shift mm. and just wanting to feel safe. So if that's yes. you,
1: let us know on the pod. For sure. If you need permission to believe, let this be your sign. Um, mm. I hear you, Anita, when I first started, when I wanted to be a life coach, um, because my faith was so strong and like my spirit was so strong, and I just wanted people to have an amazing life. Mm. and the way I knew it or the way I wanted to teach it was through principles of the universe mm. was through believing in God, and for me, for me, God and the universe is just saying... There is a power bigger than us. Mm. There are frequencies and laws. There are universal laws that if we abide by, if we follow through on, we will have the life of fulfillment that we are looking for. Mm. So religious taught that. Religion has taught that in a very traditional context, and you know it gets a, religion gets a bad rap because there's a lot of. Ext- ext- uh, ext- Extremists today. Mm. Um, but there is good in it for people who are looking for a, I, I always say like a, a playbook or a guidebook. Mm. But what I love about using the word universe, law of attraction, manifestation, I, I too was like you. I was very scared to be seen for mm. who I am, Ooh. to talk about what I believe. Mm. And here's what I've learned the more that I Find my strength and courage to speak what I believe the faster that, the faster I will find my tribe. Mm. I need to find like-minded people wow. so that we can put our little woo-woo powers together and change the world. Yes! <laughs> yes. So I hear you. And the way that I shifted from fear to courage in speaking my truth and speaking what I believe in... Mm was understanding that this is bigger than me mm. i am just a vessel so my desires my assignment in this life i i tune in to not just what i want you know what i want i want some of the i want some of the materialistic things in this life but there when you start manifesting you start understanding that that's not the real fulfillment there's Mm -hmm. something deeper we have something deeper to give to people to give back to humanity and the money will come the happiness will come because we affiliate money with happiness we are looking for happiness and fulfillment and we can find that the more that we allow ourselves to be seen and one thing Mm in a way to be seen is to speak your truth I believe in the power of manifestation. I am a firm believer in manifestation, law of attraction, and I love God, and mm. I go to church. I do all those things mm. because all these things, all they're doing is enhancing my inner world. That's it. And that's what we need to be strong manifestors in this life. Mm. Yeah, because your inner
0: world is what reflects your outer world. And Amen. Yes. I was just talking about this on my story yesterday too is that like, Sometimes, like, I'll wake up late, and I'm like, well, you know, maybe I won't work out, or maybe I won't meditate, or won't, mm-hmm. maybe I won't do X, A, and Z. And I've just realized, like, the desire to feel good mm-hmm. and really, like, tune in is so much stronger than it is to, like, get back to everybody on social media and, like, mm-hmm. the business. Like, again, like, kind of what you were saying in the beginning with the passion, right? Mm-hmm. The real passion is to just be the example
2: mm-hmm. and
0: show people yes. that... Anything is possible if you really, really just take that time to reprogram those beliefs.
1: Yes. And I love what you said like the power, you have to meditate or you Mm. have to work on your fitness or you can go, you can do active meditation by going to the gym. Mm. That is so vital to manifesting because you have to get back to center. Mm. We have to constantly get back to center if we want to get back to. Get back to the center of it all, to be connected with the universe, to reprogram. Mm. And you can only do that, as I mentioned, in the stillness of the calm. Mm. We cannot reprogram from chaos to chaos. There has to be a safe place for you mm. because that's where big hopes, big dreams, big things, lots of courage and lots of love live. Mm. And we're going to need that. Mm. If we're going to do big things.
2: Oh, yes. so good. <laughs> oh.
1: And Loving say, it. Yeah,
0: yes. go, Going back to what you said, it's so much bigger than ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think when I started coaching or when I started getting coached, that was something that someone said to me that I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, you're not really conscious of it. It's like, oh, like, again, imagine a world where all your bills are paid. You know, mm-hmm. all your bills are paid. Your family is good. Your friends are good. You have whatever you want and everything you need. Now, what can I do? And when someone really opened up my mind, not only of, like, what was possible for me, but what they were doing, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. And, again, you, even you, you're like prime example, right, because your background and your story and the way that you perceived your story growing up and wh- how it was
1: like, going to play out in the long run. Yeah. Like, it's just giving so many permission. Yes, <laughs> yes. It has to start with you. You have to give yourself permission. So... Sometimes we live with our shame, with our guilt. We don't believe we can get that, that thing that we want, that goal that we want to achieve. We're not worthy. These are such limiting beliefs and they will limit your lifestyle. So we have to get into the consciousness of possibility. Mm. And that starts with a healthy mindset. Mm. And you know, um, I worked with a lot of clients who suffer from depression, or they've been through very big traumatic things in their life. And you know, they they question, they question their own existence mm. on this planet. And I tell them this: you are still here, and you're still here for a reason. And if it's not for you, it's for humanity it's for your family it's for Mm. society so what can you do to get out of your little body to get out of your body to get into love Mm. how can you give back and once we start learning that we can give and we can get anything we want once we step into love and wanting to give back to people give back to society we learn that our cups can be full. We can have fulfillment. We can have resources. We can have abundance. Mm. So I would say, like, it, it starts with love. Mm. It starts with love for yourself, extreme love for yourself. I'm still learning to love on myself. I'm mm. still learning. Um, giving myself permission to say that I am... The ceo of a 50 million dollar company you know mm. yeah uh, yes i i did not go to harvard i did not go to princeton but i am more qualified than anyone mm. for that kind of prestige mm. yeah oh so yes. good. <laughs> thank you yes so
0: i'd like to get to a little bit more of like after you made that shift and you started your own business Mm-hmm. Um, before we wrap things up, and I'd like to really speak to the people who are in that shift right now. Mm-hmm. So again, you started your business. You're getting a little bit more belief. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you have a team. Yes. And so I'm very curious. What do you think were the most like pivotal breakthroughs when it came to building that million-dollar business? Oh, Lord.
1: I have so much good business advice. Mm. Okay, so if you are in the transit, are they are, are we talking to the people who are in transition to starting their own business, or they just started and they're looking to scale? Because we are going to do two different levels.
0: Uh, the people who just started and they're
1: looking to scale. Okay, you just started your business. You're figuring it out and you are ready to take it to the next level. Just like manifesting anything, we've got to lean into the next level of your business. Mm-hmm. What does the next level of your business look like? Does it require several teammates? Does it require hiring? Mm-hmm. Does it look like having multiple accounts. How do you prepare for the next level of your business? You've got to lean into that. So one of the, sc- one of the scariest things at that level for me was to hire mm. <laughs> because hiring is a jungle and I don't have an HR person. I'm out there in my network looking mm. for people. But what it was was there's so many great resources, LinkedIn, You can find through your networks, networking organizations, putting a call out on Instagram. You will find the right person. So when you're hiring, we hire slow, we fire fast. Mm -hmm. You're really looking for the right team because the right people, people who are passionate about the vision of your company, because you're starting small, you don't have too much to offer, but you have a dream. And then they are going to be a big part of that dream. And people who understand startup life, they're going to respect that and they're going to want to contribute to that. So always remember to sell the vision of your company because that is going to separate the corporate believers from the startup dreamers, you know? Mm -hmm. And you want to find your startup tribe. Um, Hire, yeah. So hire slow, fire fast, but you need to hire. Okay, and learn to delegate, Mm. delegate. (laughs) I know that you can do it all. Mm. I know that you've worn many hats in the past and you're just going to keep wearing all these hats. No, you're not Mm. because you're going to get stuck in day to day operations Mm. and you want to get out of operations so that you can have the bird's eye view on your business and you can work on growing your business. Your time is the most valuable time as a CEO of your company so you've got to learn to delegate and to trust your team that is my advice but you have to get a team together Mm -hmm. and once you lean into that then you will go 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 as the salesperson as like growing the new business development arm of your company that's that's my advice for scaling Um, because you want sales, right? Mm -hmm. You've got to make space for sales or you've got to hire a business development person. But at this stage of your business, no one is really going to buy into your brand unless they know you. Mm. Right. Because with small businesses, you are the brand. Mm. You are the voice. They want to talk to the director or the CEO Mm. or sorry, they want to talk to the CEO directly. So all my clients. Um, Even though I have a team, I'm the face, Mm -hmm. you know, and they believe in my brand and my quality of work. And so I train my team to meet that standard of quality Mm -hmm. that I've built my entire career establishing. Mm -hmm. So that's my advice. My advice is go out there, get, if you are trying to really scale your business, you cannot do it alone. You need to go find your right hand man or woman this person is going to be your first essential worker into scaling because what you offload to them, you can focus on bringing in more business. Mm -hmm. And then I would, yeah. And then keep, keep delegating. Delegating is a muscle. We Mm -hmm. were in survival. You've been in survive. I know I've been there as an entrepreneur. You've been in survival mode for so long, but you got to get out of that survival mindset and you got to start really thinking like a CEO with different departments and arms that you are trying to grow. And even if you don't hire someone, you can hire a contractor, you can hire a company, you can outsource. Yes. Yes, you got to keep the you got to keep multiple arms and legs of your departments and your teams growing. And if you think you don't have the budget, you do. Mm-hmm. You really, really do. You need to start looking at the price of your products or your services. And if you are a woman, just do me a favor and double that price right now. Oh
2: yes,
1: so yes. good. We have been in so much systemic injustices. We have been oppressed in the workplace for decades. Trust me when I say, whatever you are charging, double it, and tell your customer, tell your client that that extreme raise in value, extreme raise in price, is because you are bringing an an amazing amount of quality and innovation to the product and service that you're going to be providing. And they will get behind that. They Mm. will get behind that. And if they don't, they are not the customer that you need Mm. to keep growing the business. Ah,
0: I love it. One of the things that you said that really stuck with me is learning to delegate. Mm -hmm. I love that and how it's a muscle. Because for me personally, when when everything manifested like that, I was like, okay, I know what I need. Mm -hmm. And... I had the team. Mm-hmm. I had so many people, but it was so hard for me to trust. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny because it was like Ooh, everybody could mm-hmm. see, everybody could see it, but me. Mm-hmm. And then someone said something, and it was actually one of my like I think it was my sister who said something, and I was like, oh, oh, mm-hmm. I had no consciousness that I was even again. Really not allowing them to be creative in their space, and also just understanding that again, it was a form of release for me. That people are going to mess stuff up. That that things aren't going to go you know the right way all the time. Mm-hmm. But it also is going to allow them to grow, and it really step into their their purpose and their confidence. And I think that was another thing that I had to learn the hard way too. And I just really appreciate that you share that and just that perception of scaling the business and hiring people because there's, it's so much bigger. And yes. building that belief in that, that big vision. Yes.
1: I am so grateful and blessed to be on this podcast. Thank you. I said this like 10 times. I'm going to keep mm. saying it. Thank you, Anita. And um, we were talking about, um, oh, my God. What were we talking about? And delegating and trusting. Yes, delegating. I hear you, girl. I really, really hear you. It is a trust thing, right? Mm. It is a trust thing. For me, I was like, I can do it. And I can do it better. So just leave it up to me on my mm. plate. No, you got to let that go. You've hired these people to take you to the next level. And, um, an ex-partner of mine told me something and it really stuck with me. And he said, you know, and sometimes we forget because we work in the startup world. And mm. he, he was working at one of the biggest law firms in the nation. And, I What I appreciated about his advice was, um, he's like, you know, it's, it's okay to demand excellence. Mm. And so for me and my story, I was afraid to demand excellence from my team. I was wow. afraid to push my team because I was like, oh, they'll be mad at me or they'll think I'm bossy or bitchy or, um, you know, Maybe I'm not communicating, you know, well enough. And Mm -hmm. I can just do it myself. And they can just learn. I can just train them. All these excuses. And the truth is, when you don't push your team, and and I don't, I mean, and this is for me being a people pleaser and, you know, yes, recovering yes woman, I've learned that um, it is okay to demand excellence. And I think sometimes um, as a woman, Mm. As a business owner, um, we get afraid to own our power mm. And I've learned that I need to own it. They look up to me mm. and they're looking at me for direction. Mm. They're not looking at me They're not looking at me to do their job. I hired the right team. Mm.
2: Well,
1: I really hired the right team. My team is loyal. They are dedicated, and they are extremely gifted in what they do. Wow. And I was blessed with that team. And now the next level was on me. Mm. I had to step up as the boss and the CEO and learn to trust them with assignments, to trust them with projects, to trust them to follow through Mm. on things without me. And that was really a big step for me because I wanted to be in everything. I wanted to be in the branding. I wanted to be in design. I wanted to be in account relations. I wanted Mm. to be sending emails i had to have a very realistic talk with myself and just say angela you cannot do it all and right now your focus at this, as a ceo is to make sure the team is prepared for, for success mm. not you mm. so i would demand excellence from them in this, in terms of if something was not right i sent it back mm. i said this is it was even hard for me to say this is not good enough mm. and this is why it's not good enough. Mm. And they would come back over-delivered. Oh, you know, yeah. yes, so cool. And there, and that's the good stuff. The bad stuff is there are sometimes I had to fire people because mm-hmm. I was like, "You are not meeting my standards, and I cannot do your job for you." Mm-hmm. And so, wow. Um, the learning lesson is to trust, mm-hmm. trust people, but trust yourself that you are giving it to the right people. And if you do not trust your team, you will not grow. Mm. That's it. People want to perform. Mm. People want to contribute to something bigger than themselves. Mm. And you have to let them do it. Wow. So, um, yeah. um, Delegation. Delegation is a big thing because we've we've been entrepreneurs for, if you've been an entrepreneur for a while, you've probably been doing it yourself the whole time. Been doing it yourself for a long time that is not going to get you to the next level of your business. Mm. Like the universe is asking you to learn a new skill, develop a new muscle and expand your hands and your reach Mm. and the momentum of your business to other people. Mm. So, a biggest a, a big thing for me was hiring a bookkeeper. I wanted to be very close to the numbers. Mm. I wanted to send the invoices. I am not a financial expert, mm. by the way. But I didn't trust anyone with money. Mm. That was my, oh, my that's yes. a big I, one. I didn't trust people with money. I didn't trust people looking at my numbers. Oh my gosh. You better mind your business. Wow. Okay. And um I knew that was hindering me because I was not a financial expert. And there comes a time when I I had to say to myself, Angela, you are actually hindering your company because you are neglecting to hire a financial expert. Mm. There are millions of financial experts out there. And if anyone's looking for one, I have a whole network of them. Mm. You are neglecting to hire a financial expert because you have a limiting belief that someone is out there to get your money. Mm. And I had to work through that to unpack that that was a whole bunch of family trauma it stuck wow. in me limiting me and i had to adopt the, the new mindset so i let that mindset go and the new mindset was i am a ceo every ceo has a has multiple financial advisors mm. by their side and if i want to get to that level i have to do what i've done before hire the right people mm. hire the right people so i hired the right people i went through an ex- Excruciating venting process. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure they can be highly recommended. I needed to trust their cred- credentials, their credibility. They've been in the business for years, and now my entire fi- I have an entire financial department that, wow. that runs my numbers, and we have a roadmap for five to ten years. Wow! And we are we are well on our way as a company. Mm. Um, but the moral of that story is I would not be growing the company that I am. Have I not, if if I am not doing my work? Because Mm. there was a limiting belief there that would not allow me to hire a financial expert. That was me, my call. And as a business owner, you're going to see that you have to be honest with yourself because when you're not honest with yourself, you're affecting your company. Mm. So keep on doing the work, keep seeing things you don't want to see, give yourself feedback. Mm. So know your strengths and weaknesses. Know your strengths and your weaknesses. Do the things you love outsource the things you don't mm. no.
0: ah so good <laughs> i love you. that do the things you love and outsource the things that you don't that's yes. a ah, form of release and allows you to stay again what makes you passionate passionate and, keep going.
1: and then you give jobs back you know and you mm. give jobs back to society yes and there is someone out there that loves to do the things that you don't love
2: mm. and
1: you have to admit that you cannot do it all i had to admit that i have strengths and i have weaknesses I am a big visionary. Mm. I'm a big visionary. I am a saleswoman. I am a marketing woman. I am not a financial expert. I am not well organized. So I got people on my team who are extremely organized, mm. who knew numbers, who knew data. And they are they complete the company. They take they take it to places that I couldn't have taken it. Mm. And it takes a very low ego for mm. a CEO to say, you know. Well, it doesn't. But, I mean, it's it's a very rational decision. You have to hire people where your weaknesses are, where mm. the company won't grow.
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so good. I feel like we're going to have to do a part two because yeah. it's so good, juicy. Right? And we live in the same building, so it might be it's pretty ex- easy. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm just so grateful for your time and energy today. Thank you for holding space for us holding space for me like again i was just telling her on the way here i was like you have no idea how grateful Mm -hmm. i am to like have conversations about business and mindset and like like there's a lot of people who support me don't get me wrong and i'm very grateful Mm -hmm. but there's just a lot of people in my life who just simply just don't know what it is that i'm going through mm. and that's okay and so when yeah. i find the people that do i'm just like oh you have no idea yes. and i just feel like source i so because mm-hmm. you were talking about how you use god and universe interchangeably i actually use source yeah. god and jesus like all yes. interchangeably it's so yes. weird but um yeah i just feel like source talks to me through other people Yeah, And so, like, everything that you were just saying today is all the stuff that has been coming to the surface. Like, the word compassion, you you said Mm -hmm. it a couple times. And when I was in the elevator today, somebody was asking me, like, um, he was like, how's your day going? You know, elevator small talk. And I was like, it's going good. I'm just really grateful. And um, he was telling me about something with his daughter. He was kind of having a rough day. And the word compassion came in my head. Mm
2: -hmm. I didn't
0: say it out loud, but it came up. Yeah. And so now that you're saying it now and it keeps coming to the surface and I'm like, mm, how can yeah. I be more compassionate? How can I really mm-hmm. understand view things from that specific perception? And like, yeah, so everything you said really resonates with everything mm. that I'm going through now. Yeah. And. And also just, I know there's people listening to this who feel the exact same way. So if that's you, please, please, please screenshot us and let us know. But Angela, I'd love to give you some space to talk about all the different ways that you're serving people and how, if they want to connect
1: with you, that they
0: can uh, get in contact.
1: Yeah. Well, I I will say, um, just to point on what you said, Mm. you know, compassion is... uh, one of the scaffolding benefits mm. of like manifesting when we say manifesting one of the skills you need to manifest is a large level of awareness mm. and with awareness comes we talked about this oh, on our walk here comes yeah. with responsibility yeah and um a responsibility to be open mm. to be vulnerable to have compassion for people um not because we are better not because you are better but because you understand Mm. and that understanding is what unites us Mm. and um so i wanted to say that and um thank you for sharing yeah so the destiny lab i am the ceo and founder of the destiny lab we are a transformation consultancy and coaching agency. So, I um, we innovate whether it's companies or personal lives. We aim to innovate, breakthrough, and transform through education and empowerment. Um, one of the most proudest projects that I have launched is the Badass Businesswoman yes! camp. We help women start and scale their businesses. Mm. There are more and more women launching businesses in the U.S. every single day. And that is so exciting. Mm. I love to hear it. Mm. Um, but unfortunately... Half of those businesses are going to fail because they are not educated on what it takes to put structure into place to scale and grow your business. And when I was starting my business and becoming an entrepreneur, there were um, scattered resources, mm. and I had to f- figure it out. And so, what the badass business bu- uh, blah, 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 the badass businesswoman boot camp is say that five times over yeah. is a three month accelerator. Mm. And we put these women through an intensive and we give them access to advisors and mentors in sales marketing finance and legal that maybe you wouldn't have access to somewhere else so we give these women an advisory board um, where they can soundboard their company we help them create roadmap we give them pitching skills and we make it extremely practical and applicable. Uh, we launched the beta last year, mm-hmm. and one um, student actually w- used the negotiation skills from um, one of the webinar classes, and she was able to double her revenue wow. instantly based on um, you know, communicating her value, what's the difference, communicating the vision to the client, the clients were so excited that she did double her price and they accepted it. Mm. So things do happen. Things do move. Um, and so I, what I love about what I created with the Badass Businesswoman Bootcamp is we've created sisterhood, accountability, and just real world application to moving your business forward. Mm. So if you are interested, it is businesswomanbootcamp.com businesswomanbootcamp.com you can apply um and you will directly talk to me i like to qualify and screen all the students mm. and class starts in september oh I yes. yes. <laughs> so good yeah check it out if you're interested but if you just want to learn more um, about the destiny lab and all our services and products you can check out the mm. or you can find me on instagram at the destiny lab
0: Yay! And we'll we'll drop everything in the show notes uh, for everybody, too, so that they have those resources, and it'll go out on our email list as well. Uh, last question for you, Angela, that I ask. Well, actually, I started this when I first started the podcast, and then I just really dropped it off, and I was like, I need to bring it back up to the surface. But this question uh, really always helped me get to out of my box of where I was at in that current moment and expand my belief. So... If you had an extra one million dollars just dropped in your bank account today,
1: do we receive receive? Yes. <laughs> what would you do today? I think what's so amazing is that um, the question that you ask me is the work that I've already been doing. Mm. So um, I've, i I've done this work, and I would say. It is to do exactly what I'm doing now. Yes, yes, I I am so beyond grateful mm. to truly say that what I'm doing now is intentional and it's the life I've created. So mm. people are like, "Well, what would you be doing if you weren't doing?" No, this is what I want to be doing. I am a life coach. I am a CEO. Mm. Um, I'm a life and business coach. I'm a CEO. Like I have space and time in my day. Like I. I really, truly am so grateful that I live the life that I want. I guess if I had an extra million dollars, I'd probably run for office, oh. some type of local office, so that I can make even bigger impact and change.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. yes,
1: make those dollars work for everyone. Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so good. You know, it's, I love what you just said, though, is that nothing changes. Mm-hmm. and i think that's something that i try to reiterate all the time to my clients is that like and you know a lot of time, a lot of times people unconsciously think that when i have the money i'll feel a certain way mm-hmm. right and when no. they're manifesting money they're like please 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 and
1: i'm like ah like you're already here it's here now yeah it's here now we have to call in the life we want by feeling the vibration that we would be on mm-hmm. feeling is the vibrational indicator mm-hmm. That's how your dream life finds you through happiness, mm. through peace, through content, through fulfillment, through excitement. That is where your dream life will find you, mm. not in desperation or in hopelessness or in fear. Mm. So true. Yeah.
0: Yay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming thank on. You. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we will see you in the next episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the Manifesting Money Podcast. If this episode resonated with you, or shifted your paradigm in any way, shape, or form, please stop what you're doing right now and write us a review. This simple act of kindness helps us get this podcast episode out to as many people as we possibly can. And we also wanna know what resonated with you and why. So be sure to join our free Facebook group that you can find in the show notes or tag us on Instagram. Either way, we love when you're in our energy and we love rewarding you for listening to the podcast. When you're ready to truly break down your money blocks, and learn how to make money work for you, not the other way around. Go to the show notes and learn how you can work with us and join our community of people who are making massive shifts in their finances. Thanks again for tuning into this episode and we cannot wait to share your testimonies. We'll see you in the next episode.